Take your Bible and turn to Deuteronomy chapter 2. Deuteronomy chapter 2, find verse number 5. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse number 5. And once you get to Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 5, let's go ahead and stand real quickly. I'm going to read all two, three verses, probably down to about verse number 7. Deuteronomy chapter 2. I'll read it out loud and you can follow along. Chapter 2, verse number 5. Meddle not with them, for I will not give you of their land, no, not so much as a foot breadth, because I have given Mount Seir unto Esau for a possession. Ye shall buy meat of them for money, that ye may eat, and ye shall also buy water of them for money, that ye may drink. For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee, and all the works of thy hand, he knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. These forty years the Lord thy God hath been with thee, thou hast lacked nothing. The first couple of words of verse number five, meddle not, that's the title, and we're going to talk about that that thought uh, in tonight's sermon. And let me pray. Father, help me to deliver the sermon that you have made available. I pray, God, that I will not mess it up, but that you will just use me as a mouthpiece, as a tool to get the point across. Bless us tonight with thy Holy Spirit's presence, please. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The children of Israel were on their way to the promised land. They were in a wilderness. They came to a land possessed by some heathen people. They were called the Moabites and the Edomites. Before they passed through these lands, God told Moses to instruct them on how to behave while they're passing through this land. But this foreign land at that time would have, would have represented the world. We sing a song, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Some of you know Brother Rick Curry. Uh, Brother Curry has been attending to his mama uh, down in the Myrtle Beach area, and his mother went to be with the Lord this week. And when Rick and I were communicating, uh, she was a saved lady. And uh, he told me, he said, oh, mom, mama knew that this wasn't her, her final home. Mom knew that heaven would be her eventual destiny. Now, we all ought to know that. But we lose track of it sometimes. This world is not our home. Amen. We're just passing through. Now, the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 3, verse number 20, it teaches us that we are really, we're citizens of heaven. It says in Philippians 3.20, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, uh, they, these God's people, they were not to become involved or enraptured with the possessions of this heathen land where the Moabites and the Edomites lived. He said in Deuteronomy 2.5, he said, For I will not give you of their land. He said, You're not staying. I'm not trying to fill your pockets with their stuff. You're just passing through this heathen land. You say, well, boy, I mean, they're passing through the land. Why not pick up a little here and there? Well, God wanted them to understand they were on their way to a land of milk and honey. And so he had something better for them. They were instructed by Moses through God. They were to pay their way. They're to be honest and pay their way. He didn't want them to steal. Deuteronomy 2.6 says, ye shall buy meat of them for money that ye may eat, and ye shall also buy water of them for money, that ye may drink. Now, you say, well, that's common. Uh, in this day and age, you didn't buy a lot of water. They just go get their water from the river. But God said, when you pass through their land, I don't want you taking any of their stuff, and if you, if, if you use something for food or water, pay for it. 
Now we're used to, you and I, we're used to buying a bottle of water. But in that day and in that age, when they would have wanted meat, they could have just gone out and killed. Matter of fact, they hunted for their food. But he said, when you pass through their land, I want you to be honest. I want you to pay for the meat that you eat. I want you to pay for the water that you drink. And he was saying to them, they, you're not to be affected by the Moabites. Uh, he, and, and, and he was teaching them, I don't want you to dress like them. I don't want you to talk like them. I don't want you to get involved in their entertainments. I don't want you to be a part of their music. Uh, you're to in, uh, avoid you're being entangled with them. In chapter 2, verse number 27, he said, let me, pass through, let me pass through land. I will go along by the highway. I will neither turn unto the right hand nor to the left hand. He said, you just get through the land. Don't get, don't, don't get preoccupied and find yourself over here to the right. Don't get preoccupied and find yourself over here to the left. Let's go from where you're at to where you're going. Get, get there as straight as you can. Uh, we, we know that the quickest way to get from point A to point B is a straight line. And God was saying, don't get all caught up in the world. Don't find yourself out here in right field or out here in left field. You go from where you're at to where you're going and keep your eyes on the final destination. When I hear a verse like this, don't turn to the right hand or to the left, I'm reminded of Dr. Lee Robertson the great, great church builder of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Dr. Robertson was still preaching in his 90s, but I'll never forget, over and over again, I'd hear him preach, and he'd say, uh, don't, dear, don't veer to the right, don't veer to the right, don't veer to the left, straight ahead, straight ahead, straight ahead for the Lord. And boy, when he said it, you thought, I don't want to veer to the right, I want to veer to the left, I want to go straight ahead. And that's what God was using Moses to tell these people. He was saying, don't attend the Moabite churches, and don't join their lodges and don't get all involved in, in, in their leagues and, and don't marry the Moabite sons or don't marry their daughters. They were, and they were even not to enter into conflicts with the Moabites. In Deuteronomy 2.9, he said, distress not the Moabites, neither contend with them. In other words, he said, when, when you're heading toward heaven, don't go getting yourself in all sorts of fusses with the lost people. And we don't want to, and, and the New Testament talks to us about not, not uh, going to law with, with God's people. But here he said, don't fight them and don't fight the world, the world's way. Just get out there and keep your eyes on where you're going and don't get, go to the right. Don't go to the left. Stay on the highway. He said, Deuteronomy 2.27 says, let me pass through thy land. I will go along the highway. I'm not going to the right or the left. Just keep moving. Now in Deuteronomy 2.5, he used these words, meddle not with them. Meddle not with them. In all actuality, he was saying, avoid their thrills. Uh, don't dabble in their, their thrills or their ways. Don't Get yourself mixed in. Don't, don't mix yourself in with them and don't mix them in with you. Don't intermeddle. Don't get involved. Don't, uh, don't let them butt into your purpose and you probably ought to stay out of theirs. Keep your eyes on the prize. Pass through land. Avoid their thrills. You say, why? Well, the Moabites' thrills were synthetic. Now, the word synthetic, so you understand, that's fake. And weren't real. The, the world's thrills have nothing on the true spiritual thrills for the godly Christian. God knew, and God told Moses, you tell them to meddle not. In other words, don't get caught up 
in their thrills and their things. Keep your eyes on the prize. The Moabites' thrills were synthetic. They were fake. They were counterfeit. They were artificial, fictitious. They were phony. God's children had the real thrills. You say, like what? Do you understand that this group of people, that the, 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 the children of Israel, do you know that they got to come across the Red Sea on dry ground? You talk about a thrill. Can you imagine? I don't have time to tell the whole story, but Pharaoh was chasing these people. They came to the Red Sea. They were going to be massacred. Moses steps up to the water, and God parts the Red Sea. And there's a wall of water on the right and the left-hand side, and God's people walk through on dry ground. When they get through the other side, uh, Pharaoh's army says, well, we'll follow them. They go out in the middle of the Red Sea, and God said, hey, it's over, buddy. And the water came rushing in, and there were the soldiers drowned. Now, let me tell you something. It makes sense to me when God said to these people, now, when you pass through this land, you've seen the real thrill. You know what the real deal is. You know what real excitement is. Don't you forget that. Don't go in that land and be like them. You got to watch the Red Sea part. Remember that. Let that be your thrill. Hey, they had gotten manna from God and heaven every morning. You understand this group of people, when they were wandering in the wilderness, when they needed food, God said, you know what? I'll have fresh bread for you every morning. Go out and you can grab manna off the ground and you can eat. Wow. They didn't have to go to Dunkin' Donuts to get their donuts. God brought it to them. Well, you, that's a thrill. And just so you know, that actually happened. They would go out and they would gather manna in the morning so they could eat it. God said, that's a real thrill. The world, they don't get that kind of a thrill. They had gotten water from a rock. You understand, they needed water to drink. And Moses, he went out and God said, if you speak to that rock, I can get water out of the rock for you. And a piece of rock, a boulder, water starts coming out. That's a real thrill. Wouldn't it have been something to have been alive in that day and going out and picked up bread in the morning or watched water come forth out of a rock and, and, and to have our needs met? God said, you know what? Don't forget the real thrill. The real thrill? That was when I led you by a pillar of cloud by day. In other words, they didn't have a compass. They didn't have, they didn't have Google Maps. What, what they did was God said, I will lead you. They said, how are you going to lead us? He said, I'll put a cloud out there in the day and you just follow my cloud and I'll show you which way to go. That's a real thrill. Wow, that was a real thrill. And what was God saying? He said, look, you've seen the Red Sea part. You remember that. That's the real excitement of life. You, you ate manna from off the ground. That's the real excitement of life. You got water from a rock. That's a real excitement about life. You got to be led by a pillar of cloud by day. You know what? In the night, you couldn't see the cloud. So God said, I'll tell you what we'll do. Well, at night, if you're journeying, we'll put a, a, a pillar of fire in the sky and you follow that. Wow, that, that to me, that's better than the North Star. I mean, a pillar of fire that would lead me at night, that is a real thrill. And God said, whatever you do, he said, when you're passing through this land, don't start looking to their thrills. Keep your eyes on me and the truly thrilling things of life. I worry about Christians today. We feel cheated. We don't get to do what the world does. We don't get the thrills of the world. You need to remember something. Those aren't real. Those thrills, that's, they have nothing 
on God. You think the devil has a greater thrill than does God? Oh, no. No. God was saying don't, thr- don't sell out to the devil's fake, synthetic, cheap thrills. Uh, I call the sermon, metal not. Metal not. For instance, let me say first of all, this lesson, metal not, I, I think it's very necessary for 2019. I happen to believe that Christians today almost feel like they're being cheated while they're sacrificing, not being what the world is. There's this great sacrifice and we're just beaten down and we're doing without so much because we're trying to be clean while the world's out there having a good time. You need to take a good long look at what the world's having a good time means. You need to look at the jails and the insane, the loony bin. I don't know what they call it anymore. You better look at all the addiction and the goofed up families. You say, well, I feel cheated. You're being protected. You're being protected. And in 2019, we need to be reminded, let's meddle not. Let's get through this land, but let's not be enamored by their phony enjoyments. And you need to remember something. Hey, the best they're ever going to have is in this life, because when the lost get to the next life, they're going to hell. The worst that will ever happen to you is in this life. The best is yet to come for the Christian. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Christians today seem to sell out for the devil's synthetic thrills. We're almost deceived. We look to the world for our thrills or we feel cheated because they get to have certain kinds of what we call fun that we don't get to have. Hey, you let your thrills be godly thrills. You let your excitement be godly excitement. You let your fun be godly fun, which means it won't be like the world sometimes. Now, if you let Hollywood determine what fun is and what fun is not, then you're going to be corrupted in your own personal approach to excitement, fun, and thrill. But if you let the Bible determine what excitement and fun and thrill is, you'll be okay serving God. Remember, this world's not our home. Hey, I'll tell you something. Don't cheat yourself by giving up the real thrills of life, by chasing after the synthetic thrills. I'll make you a promise. I've spoken to many, many people. You get drunk, you get high, you go be immoral. It's a funny thing. If it's so satisfying, why do they need to go do it again immediately? It's not as satisfying as what they make it out to be. I say we need to not meddle in 2019 with the world's excitement. Secondly, if I could... Synthetics or fakes have become the norm in our world. Synthetics, fakes, phonies. It's becoming very normal in our world. Uh, Nothing much is real anymore. Uh, Did you know there are people out there that think zombies are real? Children, they're not real. You say, I'm scared. They're not real. They're not out there. They're not coming to get you. But I'll guarantee you there are children everywhere that are scared because of this thing that has 
the craze that has taken over the entertainment world, the zombies. Synthetics. There's synthetic men's hair. There's synthetic women's hair. There's plastic surgery everywhere. Synthetic fingernails and hair color and teeth and suntans. Wipe it on, wipe it off. You say, what color are their eyes? Do you mean today? Right? You can change the color of your eyes every day of the week if you want to. All you have to do is put in colored contacts. Right? Uh, there's synthetic cloth, fiber, synthetic soap, synthetic fur, synthetic wood, synthetic oil, synthetic Bibles. There's synthetic animals. Clone. They get their way, they will begin to clone your meat so you'll not be eating meat, you'll be eating a cloned animal. Uh, if they get their way, it'll be people. I speak to Siri every day of my life. The other day my wife told me, you know she's not real, right? I thought, what? She even told me she was real. Hey, there are synthetic jewels, synthetic Christmas trees. There's synthetic gold, synthetic silver. Teflon is synthetic. Fiberglass is synthetic. They have synthetic vegetables. They have synthetic milk and synthetic eggs. You know what? Our children are beginning to think that that is fake is the real thing. And then the real thing is not the real thing. It's the fake thing. For instance, in this culture, you know what a real man is? A fella with long hair, earrings, a pretty boy with tattoos that's an immoral animal. That's a real man. I'm sorry, that is not what a real man is. It's a guy that will cut his hair. He has no ring in his ear or in his nose. <laughs> a hard worker, truthful, moral, and clean. That is a real man. In this culture, we think uh, WWE Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt, the fiend, I think that's what a man is. Or Brock Lesnar, that's what a man is. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, where's Brother Nofsinger? Stand, stand up for a second, Brother Nofsinger. I promise you, that's a real man. You look at his family, that's a good man. You, you young people, you want a hero, I'd turn WWE off and look at that fellow right there and say, that, that's the kind of fellow I'd like to be like someday. That's what a real man is. You can have a seat there and remember, you owe me 20 bucks. I, <laughs> did, did I cover everything you wrote on the paper for me? Thank you. Thank you. Synth synthetic manhood is out there. Uh, you think, well, I'll tell you what, Miley Cyrus, let me tell you something. Miley Cyrus is not real. Well, she is real. She's real weird. <laughs> there are not a person on the face of this earth that ought to have her as a role model or respect or look up to her. That's nasty. But I'll promise you there are all sorts of people out there that think that's the way to be. 
Oh no, that's not the way to be. You see, we have a problem today. We have, now we're beginning to think that the fake is real and the real is the fake. Uh, Did you know this? Did you know the real purpose of Christmas is about the virgin birth? But Santa and Rudolph steal Jesus' thunder. By the way, you can make people mad in this day and age to even dare mention that. So what's happened? The real has become offensive while the fake is exalted. Did you know that Easter is about the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Not Peter Cottontail. You can go to masses in America today, ask them what Easter is. They have no concept of the real purpose of Easter. All they know is the synthetic world's production of what Easter is. Matter of fact, it's better not called Easter. It's better called Resurrection Sunday because that's what it is. Do you know what? Thanksgiving, it's turning into, Thanksgiving was a time to thank God for his blessings. And I'm glad that we have turkey, but it's not turkey day, it's Thanksgiving day. But today, Thanksgiving is no longer a day to be thankful, it's a day for turkey and Budweiser commercials. So what's happened? In our world, the real has become fake And the fake has become real. You just take a truly wholesome, normal family. They are mocked on television. And there are people being taught that a normal biblical family is not the real deal. The real deal are multiple options of what a family is. And I'm sorry, that's not true. But we're virtually being taught by our society what's happening. And remember this, this world's not our home. We're just a passing through. Let's not meddle with those philosophies. Just like they needed it while they were passing through this land of the Moabites and the Edomites, we need it in this day. Meddle not in 2019 with the world because the world is confused. And there are synthetics everywhere, fakes everywhere. And we need to be careful because those fakes, it's, it, it's more than just fake fingernails and fake wood and fake oil. Everywhere we go, they're putting out things that are not real or true. Uh, they call it fake news. Can I tell you? It's been fake for a long time. It has been. It's been fake for a long time. Oh, my Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the truth. And we live in a world that is not interested in truth much anymore. Let's be careful. We're just passing through. Let's not, let's not get all tangled up in their way. And let's not chase after their thrills. Because they're synthetic. They're not real. Let me say number three. Synthetic thrills are of the devil. For instance, I'll use a term and then I'll leave this term. They free sex. When you say, what is that? Oh, that's, a, that's a fornication. Uh, having a relationship with somebody you're not married to. That's friends with benefit. You say, what is that? Synthetic thrills. The world's thrills. 
Open marriages. It's a big deal today. You say, what is that? The freedom to have a physical relationship with anyone you want, you and your wife, while you're married. Let me explain. That is a synthetic thrill. You and I, are we're not to turn to the right. We're not to turn to the left. We're keep our eyes on the prize. And you say, but that, that's acceptable in today's world. There are a lot of stupid things that are acceptable in today's world, but acceptable by the world and right with God are two different things. It's synthetic. We have this idea that money makes you happy today and that money provides security. It's funny. I know all sorts of people that are worth millions and they're not happy. You look at some of the wealthiest people in America from the rock and roll culture and, and from Hollywood. They're not happy. They're killing themselves. They're overdosing and everything else. Money does not make you happy. And, and by the way, money does not provide as much security as what you think. Ask Epstein. Get all you can. Can all you get. Put it away. Uh, that's a synthetic thrill. Drugs help you with your problems. Take drugs to, that, uh, you know, go out and buy off the streets, get high. That, that'll, that'll help your problem. We've got an opioid crisis in America. What is it? Synthetic thrills. Booze can drown your heartache so you don't have to face them. That's a synthetic thrill. Hey, even to the point where abortion removes pressure and responsibility. That's a synthetic thrill. That's a lie. It may relieve some physical responsibility, but I know enough and I've counseled long enough, you will carry on emotional responsibility that you won't know how to deal with. Things satisfy. That's a synthetic thrill. Living together rather than being married. Synthetic thrill. Do what I want. Be my own man. Synthetic thrill. Hey, you want a real thrill? Get a Tide Pod. And ingest it. You know, in 2017 and 2018, there was a fad where they were taking the Tide detergent pods and swallowing them. 23,500 poisonings in 24 months. They were looking for a thrill. Well, there's a thrill going in, and I'm sure it was a thrill coming out. What are they looking for? What in the world are they thinking? They want something exciting. They want something that's a thrill. They might not believe it. The great thrill in life is being right with God. The great thrill in life is not being like the crazy people of the world. Hey, tattoos will make you popular or banging or whatever you want to call it. No, they'll just mar up your body. You all realize how in the last 20 years that became such a wild fad? Could I warn you about tattooing your body? When your body gets older, your tattoos are going to get old with it. (laughs) And someday that ship that you had placed on your big burly chest is going to sink, buddy. (laughs) You're going to say, oh, good gravy. Started up here and now it's at my navel. The thrill for a moment is synthetic. It's just synthetic. You see, 
I think in our, our, in, in our day, we need to be reminded of the same thing that God told Moses to tell the children of Israel. While you're passing through the heathen land, don't meddle with their stuff. Keep your eyes on God. Be, keep your eyes on the spiritual things. Hey, and, and I, I think God told him, don't be ashamed of it. We're not the weird ones. They are. So don't meddle with it. It's, it's full of synthetics or fakes. They're not normal. The devil tells us all these thrills, but they're also damaging and harmful and hurtful. You say, well, what's the real thrill? Okay. I think a real thrill is intimacy with one partner to whom you're married. That means real love. A whole lot less disease that way. And in all actuality, I can't go into it. I wish I could. That means prolonged, intimate life. Young people, you want to know what a real thrill is? You want to really be thrilled? Go to the wedding altar, virgin. That's not what everybody else does. I know, but everybody else has heartache. Go to the wedding altar, virgin. You say, what's the thrill in that? Ask your mom if that wouldn't be thrilling. Ask your dad if that wouldn't be thrilling. Ask the one you're marrying if that wouldn't be thrilling. Ask Jesus if that wouldn't be thrilling. You say, but that doesn't make sense to me. The things of God have never made sense to this world. That's a real thrill. Did you know the real thrill, the real thrill is not that money and things bring security. It's that God brings security. Uh, You know, your ability to make money could come to an end. God's ability to provide for you will carry you all the way through. That's a real thrill. That you know where your blessing comes from. That's a real thrill. Did you know uh, being drug free, and I'm talking about uh, uh, using illegal drugs and or using legal drugs wrongly, abusing them. Can I tell you, no drug misuse is freedom. Addiction is not a thrill. It's captivity. That's a real thrill, not misusing drugs. The real thrill is understanding God is the one that meets your needs. The real thrill in life is intimacy that is moral and proper and clean and of God. Did you know? uh, Staying away from the alcohol and drunkenness, that's a real thrill. You say, what's a big thrill in that? Well, you probably won't get liver cancer. And you probably won't waste your money with uh, DWI. There probably won't be any dead people because you killed them because you were drunk driving. You probably won't beat your wife. You probably won't have lonely children. That's a real thrill. Now the world says, no, I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to go out there and tie one on. Yeah, go thrill yourself. And destroy our society and your family and your morality. Men and women that are drunk will sleep with anything under the sun. They lose all moral touch with reality. That's a thrill. Wake up in jail. Wake up with vomit in your shoes. That's a thrill. No, that's not the real thrill. Staying away from the liquor. Staying away from the wrong drugs. Hey, you know something? A real thrill? It's having children. Talk about thrill. Those of you that... that are not married yet and you don't have children, there's a thrill in having somebody call you mommy. Somebody calling you daddy. 
There's a thrill in watching a child born. There's a thrill when your little boy gets his first haircut. There's a thrill when your little girl dresses up like mommy. Little girl dresses up like mommy. There's a real thrill when your kids grow up and move out of the house. Those are the real thrills of life. The real thrills. You know, things don't satisfy. Jesus does. That's a real thrill. I'll tell you a real thrill. It's, a, it, it's, it's having longevity in a marital relationship. Uh, I, I'm glad Mrs. Owens and I, we, we never lived together. We tried to stick together through thick, thick, thick and th thick and thin, thin and thick, thick and thin. Uh, we're, uh, I'm growing old uh, while she's not. Uh, I was trying to figure out how to say growing old together without getting in trouble on the way home. Uh, I'm growing old and she's not together. I will promise you, if I had some of these folks in here that have been married 40 and 50 years... They'll tell you it is a thrill to have their mate in these years of their life. It is a thrill. That's a thrill. Do you know, we should not look to the world's thrills. I think there's probably some carnality in when we look over into the world and we feel cheated. We feel like they're having things that we don't have. Let me tell you something. They got a lot that we don't have and disease, and heartache, and misery. You say, well, you, you, just want, you just expect that if I'm right with God, that ought to thrill me? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's not the same kind of thrill that you get out there in the nasty world, but it ought to be a thrill. It ought to be a thrill to have God lead you. It ought to be a thrill doing God's will. Hey, you want a, you want a real thrill? Be in the center of God's will. You want to be a real thrill? Want to experience one? Tell someone about Jesus and get them saved. I'll tell you, I, uh, I used to look at the world and I looked at their thrills and I picked which thrills that I wanted. I decided I wanted God's thrills because I believe those are the real thrills of life. Those are the real excitements of life. I had a real thrill in August when our church had almost 400 people saved in 30 days. That's a real thrill. That's a real thrill. We didn't hurt anybody. It was nothing but good. That's a real thrill. I remember one time I was preaching up. At, we had a big, big service up in, in a church service up in Chicago, thousands of people. And I preached a sermon about needing recruits in the ministry where we, today, you, you just don't have a lot of young men and young ladies that want to go out and be missionaries and want to go out and be preachers and evangelists. And I preached a whole sermon to a couple thousand people. And I said, this, this nation's going to die and go to hell if we don't have some people that will decide they're willing to sacrifice and go and serve God. I'll never forget it. I gave the invitation and 219 people came forward and said, we will prepare to go and serve God with our life they surrendered to full-time service i still i'm getting cold chills about that thrill at this very moment it was a thrill i was thrilled i was thrilled i, I remember at my church in west virginia on one sunday we had 660 people walk the aisle trusting jesus christ as their savior in one sunday you talk about a thrill I mean, let me tell you something being right with god is a real thrill
I'll put that up against your drunk. I'll put that up against your high. I'll put, up, I'll put that up against your big immoral time where you wake up the next morning and wonder what you did and who you were with and, and what, 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 what disease you picked up along the way. I'll promise you, being right with God, doing right, changing lives, hey, keeping your eyes on heaven, there's a thrill there. There's a thrill. Now, please be careful. Because if you're having a hard time accepting that, you've probably been looking at the world's thrills just a little too much. Just a little too much. The world's thrills are fake. The world's thrills will cost you more than you want to pay. The world's thrills will hurt you more than you want to be hurt. With, God, with, with God's thrills, you're not hurting anybody. You're helping. Uh, I don't know what thrills you. But I know what thrills me. And I know what God wants the Christian to be thrilled with. And when these people were passing through the land, God said to Moses, Now Moses, you tell those people. You tell them, meddle not. That word meddle there meant don't get all caught up in their thrills, their excitements, their things. Get straight through the land. Don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. You keep your eyes on the promised land. You get your thrills from me. And even though those thrills are not like the world's, the world, their thrills are not premium. God's are. Live your life for God. You say, well, that really doesn't thrill me. If you won't do it for you, do it for God. Do it for God. Do what thrills God.